0: This is the Oanda Podcast.
1: You're listening to the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, where we preview and review all the big business and market stories with Oanda Senior Market Analysts from around the world. And today it is Jeff Halley in Singapore. Good morning from London, Jeff.
0: Good afternoon from Singapore.
1: Now, before we go into the extraordinary events in Turkey over the weekend, the latest from the markets where you are in Asia, please.
0: Yeah, currency markets have been very quiet as have precious metals and um, and energy markets. So oil is fairly much unchanged from Friday as is gold. The action's really been in the, current, uh, in the equity markets today. Most of Asia is in the positive after NASDAQ futures rallied. Uh, early this morning in in Asia. It's very much a repetition of the price action that we saw in, um, in New York on Friday afternoon. The only exception to that really has been the Nikkei 225, which is down over 2% today, and that's due to the Bank of Japan widening its uh, range that it, it will allow JGBs to trade in on its uh, rate decision uh, statement on Friday. But also it said it would no longer buy Nikkei 225 ETFs So it will only buy Topix, which is a much broader index uh, linked ETFs. That saw uh, the Nikkei retreat on Friday, and that's continued again today. The Nikkei actually does look in danger of a fairly uh, uh, material downside correction at this stage. So that really wraps up uh, Asia. I expect uh, European markets to open modestly higher uh, as we await uh, US data, which is very much bookended towards the end of the week.
1: Okay, looking uh, west from where you are and east from where I am, let's contemplate Turkey. Turkey's currency tumbled as much as 14% after President Erdogan sacked the country's central bank governor. He replaced him on Saturday. That is the third central bank governor to leave in under two years and it's very much built around the idea of raising interest rates to fight inflation, which is an extraordinary policy really, not one that uh, is uh, very common. It shocked both local and foreign investors who had actually praised Turkey's recent monetary policy.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, the uh, the now ex-Central Bank Governor had raised interest rates by a total of around 8% over the last three months and uh, had really started making inroads into uh, that inflation fight. But also, more importantly, he'd very much stabilised the Turkish Lira. Uh, As we saw this morning after that news hit the wires over the weekend, uh, the Turkish Lira fell by 17% at one stage this morning. It's still down around 10% uh, at the moment. Uh, Again, uh, the President has this idea that if you raise interest rates, that creates inflation which flies in the face of every economic theory that's ever been written Uh, so the demise of the previous governors has been fairly much related to them raising interest rates in a classical sort of way to rein in inflation which is running about 15 percent there so he raised the interest rates by two percent last week and got fired on saturday uh, to be replaced by a, uh, a Erdogan associated party member who is a university business school Professor who also believes, unsurprisingly, that raising uh, interest rates causes inflation. What he has done is calm markets by coming out this morning and saying he had no plans to change policy settings at this stage, which is probably quite lucky because if he cuts rates, uh, the markets will punish them, and if he raises rates, he'll probably get fired. So doing nothing may be the best plan right at this stage, but uh, none of it is good news at all for Turkey or for Turkish markets.
1: Turkey sits right in the middle between uh, Europe and Asia, of course. How important is Turkey for the likes of Europe, the UK, the USA and where you are?
0: Well, Turkey is a NATO member despite the fraught relations between Turkey and US uh, these days. So it has the largest standing army in NATO after the United States. It's a very important uh, member of that grouping and from a geopolitical uh, perspective is a bulwark against uh, a against Russian uh, Russian influence shall we say uh, from an economic point of view uh, it's important that Turkey is a stable country it is on the border of the European Union and it would probably give the European and the UK uh, nightmares if uh, Turkey was to enter an economic crisis because of these uh, policies uh, the implications there for more refugees not Turkish refugees but So we know that uh, the president isn't uh, afraid of playing uh, that refugee card when he wants more aid, etc, etc. So uh, from an economic and geopolitical point of view, uh, a Turkish, uh, a stable Turkey, uh, an economically sound Turkey is extremely uh, important uh, to to, to the European Union and to the United Kingdom.
1: Okay, talking of the European Union. I get the feeling that much of the focus this week will be on the vaccine war between the UK and the EU. Uh, Boris Johnson apparently is going to be speaking to uh, EU national leaders this week, in fact, possibly even today, and trying to get uh, that some sort of agreement about the uh, AstraZeneca vaccine export to the UK and where we go from here. Of course, London has laid claim to millions of doses of the jab which is produced at a dutch factory and it sparked a fierce battle with the european commission which says that that should be used in the eu i mean this is a very very serious problem for everyone on a number of levels uh, economic and of course health it's absolutely shocking isn't it that it has come to this
0: yeah look i i think there's a lot of uh, people who didn't uh, vote for brexit who might be reconsidering their thoughts about this right now The EU has not covered itself in glory at all. Its vaccine program has been stuttering, to say the least, although it is accelerating now. It's refused, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, to send a shipment of uh, vaccines, AstraZeneca ones, to Australia. uh, And now it's looking at blocking uh, UK uh, exports. That has implications for the UK because a lot of the recent premium and positive outlook in the UK uh, for UK asset markets has been because they're doing so well on the vaccination front uh, using obviously quite a lot of this AstraZeneca vaccine. Anything that would postpone that is um, it's perhaps I feel going to weigh on the sterling and on UK equities this week because it could lengthen out the, the time scale of, of the recovery. Uh, you know, the other side of this is that the Nordic countries have ignored the European medical agency, which has said that the AstraZeneca vaccine is safe and they've still suspended it. And I do believe there might be a couple of other countries in the EU that are still not using it as well. So, well, it may well be the case now because of these actions that people in the EU either can't get vaccinated or they will refuse to have the AstraZeneca one, which means that the EU may end up with hundreds of millions of doses of excess AstraZeneca vaccine then we get into the other stories. Are they, you know, then prepared they're not prepared to, to send that to poor countries who need it or to the UK. Um and, and what if that all expires and it has to be thrown away? I mean the connotations of this for the EU is very, very dangerous. They're not making many friends around the world at the moment, I, I don't think, with their with their with their attitude. So I think they're running on quite dangerous ground. I, I, I believe that this will weigh on both the euro and European asset markets this week.
1: Do you think this might play into the UK's hands to a certain extent, where I'm trying to get some deals with uh, big countries outside the EU, of course, the USA and uh, parts of the Pacific? Um, With the EU behaving as it is, does that play into Britain's hands?
0: Um, I don't think that the countries that the EU have trading agreements with are necessarily going to be... Uh, materially affected by this vaccine fallout. I think this could potentially affect the UK and it will affect developing nations who probably hope that some of these excess vaccines would find their way into their hands to help their population. So they won't win any friends in that respect. I mean, the EU, I mean, the, the UK's policy is somewhat confused. They're picking a fight with China on many levels at the moment. yet They want to be open to China investment and, and, and such like. So that door is a little bit shut, I believe. Uh, I I think if the EU uh, stops shipments to important Asian countries in particular, which is where the UK is really looking uh, and that affects relations and then that could play into the UK hands uh, for sure.
1: Okay. before we look ahead to the next few days, Jeff, just wanted to ask you about oil because, of course, uh, the oil price has been going down over the last few days. What is the latest today?
0: Yeah, oil markets have moved sideways today. They were up about 40 cents a barrel on Friday. It's consolidating, and it actually made back some of its gains uh, from that uh, capitulation trade that we saw uh, around the midweek. We saw oil fall like about 7%. And I think part of that was the excessive amount of speculative longs in the market all running for the door at once and finding it was a very small exit door. But also, it comes back to the EU again. The vaccination program isn't running as it should. They're entering into a series of new national lockdowns or extending lockdowns. That is affecting the consumption outlook globally for oil because obviously uh, the EU is a huge consumer of uh, crude oil. And that seems to have been the straw that broke the camel's back. In the bigger picture, I do believe that oil will return to uh, th- these uh, recent highs. So we should see Brent back to $70 a barrel. We may need to see uh, the OPEC, the, the, the monthly OPEC plus meeting uh, passed though in the in the first week of uh, April. Uh, and if they choose not to cut uh, or, or to, sorry, to reduce their production cuts again this time, that should see oil back to those levels. I'm 50-50 here. I, I suspect that the OPEC plus uh, won't be inclined to reduce those production cuts if uh, Brent crude sitting around 60 to $62 a barrel. But nevertheless, I think, uh, although we're going through some short-term pain at the moment, uh, I do believe that oil's structural outlook is positive. And as the world's recovery accelerates this year, we are going to see oil prices return to those recent highs.
1: Okay, we are in the last week of this quarter, approaching the, the holidays, Easter holidays for many. Uh, what are the outstanding highlights that we should look out for this week?
0: Yes, I don't know where that quarter's gone. It's gone very, very quickly, actually. The main data is backloaded, to, or it's, it's sort of weighted towards the end of the week. So we haven't really got much uh, up, until, up until Wednesday. And that means pretty much that markets will move around on headlines and almost certainly on the trajectory of the U.S. bond market, whether bond yields go up or down in the U.S., that will drive the price actions across asset classes around the rest of the world. Uh, going into the uh, into Thursday, we have uh, manufacturing and service PMIs from Europe, which will be quite closely watched. I suspect it's going to show that uh, the manufacturing side of Europe is doing very, very well, but that services remain muted, and that will more than likely confirm that uh, the the European Union's recovery is going to take longer than the UK or the US's. Uh, We have uh, price consumption expenditure data uh, out of the US on Friday. It's a very closely watched measure uh, by the Federal Reserve uh, Bank. If that was to show a surprise upside print, that would probably have the inflation easters on their soapboxes again. Uh, and we'd see another spike in U.S. yields. They'd be saying that the Fed needs to move more quickly. Uh, More than likely, though, we're going to see the weather effects from that Texas deep freeze affecting that data, and I'm expecting it to come in just a little bit lower than expected. I think it was around 0.7%. So uh, I'm not expecting any surprises, but the danger is, is that it surprises to the upside, and then we see yields move higher. Almost certainly that will mean a weak equity market into the week.
1: Okay, Jeff, have a very good week. We'll speak to you again on Wednesday.
0: Thank you very much. Take it. This is the Oanda
1: Podcast.